0: welcome 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 everybody to becky left the chats march 1992 movie episode this is the mixtape feed my name is pat and i am joined by my lovely co-host jen hello jen yes i feel like i know the answer how are you doing today
1: fine how are you
0: i'm doing really well
1: you're doing really good you look real good today
0: i do i you know (laughs) it's just funny when you have that specific song just like kind of stuck in your head and you're just like i look real good today even if you don't feel like you look really good today right
1: it does make you feel like you look better than you did before it stuck in your head
0: it's true it's true well we are back here on our movie feed um like subscribe and follow us on at blc pod on twitter and what jen
1: it's blc mixtapes on instagram i think on twitter it's blc underscore pod right yeah and then on instagram it's blc mixtapes no underscores or anything
0: yeah I, I figured we'd get that at the top because we usually forget to get it at always the back forget
1: yeah, we always forget we also have a um an email at becky left the chat and uh yeah
0: i mean that's at gmail at G- <laughs> i was gonna be like i'm waiting <laughs> for you to what is it yahoo is it aol like it's, did you did you know we were gonna do this back in the hotmail days like what goes on <laughs>
1: What was that one, like at the same time as AOL. Was it like Juno or something? Juno, yeah, that
0: was like a thing. <laughs> that was fun. We should probably like research that for the Potpourri episode and oh be like, God. what are a bunch of com like email addresses? But
1: yes, I think that we have to wait till like ninety five or something for that. Maybe ninety six. I don't know.
0: I I don't even. I mean, we'll have to. We'll, we'll have, to, have see. to do some research. Well, which is which is our strong suit. I would say is research. But <laughs> <laughs> we are here to do the movies. For March 1992. So, as you know, if you've listened before, and if you're just, you know, following now, or hearing us now, welcome. We like to do the, um, little bit of a breakdown, a little bit differently. So, we are going to start with the February movie that we both decided we were just going to kind of wing what we think it's about. Which is, stop, or my mom will shoot. So, we'll give a quick rundown of that. We watched My Cousin Vinny. Jen is gonna telephone game me. Basic instinct. I'm gonna talk a little bit about White Man Can't Jump, which is a really, really good movie. And then we're gonna end with our what the hell is the cutting edge? The movie this month that we are going to attempt to guess without googling it anymore from our memories in the wayback machine. So let's get started. Stop her, my mom will shoot. Yes. You thought it was what again?
1: I think I thought it was Throw Mama from the Train.
0: Correct. So you thought there was trains. You I thought definitely
1: there was... remember trains.
0: And last month we had uh, Jen Stone on from the Ancient History Fangirl podcast. She kind of didn't really remember 100% but knew that it wasn't that. This movie actually, like I mentioned last time, starred Estelle Getty. And it was with Sylvester Stallone. And <laughs> Estelle Getty, Sylvester Stallone's mom. From what I read um, in the Wikipedia page, in, in the Wikipedia citing, as Stallone has been asked what movie he would go back and not do, this is the number one movie. <laughs> Basically, the mom moves in with him, goes to clean his gun, puts bleach on it, ruins his gun, then proceeds to go buy him a hot gun. But while she's buying him that gun, witnesses a murder, gets questioned by the cops nonsense ensues
1: oh Sophia!
0: stop or my mom will shoot
1: <laughs> oh boy
0: it made some money i think it is a 35 million dollar budget from what i read made like 70 so i mean it did make some money back
1: yeah i definitely thought this was a danny devito billy crystal outfit which is definitely throw mama from the train different movie yeah completely different movie
0: so jen got it all wrong and that's okay yeah, um, as usual i got a little bit right also okay um, not really much more to get into on that movie, just because it kind of is what it is. Uh, if you want to rewatch it as part of your thirty years later nineties rewatch, good luck. Listen, Let us no, know how that nobody went. Nobody's stopping you. Yeah, nobody, definitely nobody stopping
1: no, you. No, we we would never try to tell you what to do like that.
0: So we'll we'll jump into a movie that we did see though, which you know again, it's thirty year anniversary of my cousin Vinny. Yeah. Starring Marissa Tomei, won an Oscar for it, Joe Pesci, Ralph Macchio. Um, so Jen. Yeah. When was the last time you think you saw this movie?
1: Oh my God. It had to have been 20 years ago. 15 years ago. Like a really, really long time ago. Cause I didn't remember any of the like details of it whatsoever. Of course I remember the two youths. <laughs> the two youths. Cause everybody remembers the youths. Um, yeah, that's uh. it's been a really long time.
0: And would you say that you felt this movie held up? Pretty yes.
1: Well? And I was nervous yeah i was like oh is this gonna be really boring is it gonna be really like dated
0: it was actually really funny right? there were
1: a few times i laughed out loud and i was like okay all right my cousin vinny i see you like this is funny
0: so i feel like i had seen this i don't know maybe in the past five ten years or something like on a backstation you kind of watch it and i think what makes this movie so good at least for me um you know we re it together and i think what made it so good was just like It's the kind of movie that a few plot points could be resolved with, you know, having a cell phone or something along those lines. But a lot of it was just like fish out of water type humor where there's just a running gag of him never being able to get any sleep because everywhere he went in the town, there was always something waking up, you know, always something happening. So I thought that was a lot of fun. You know, something was always waking him up. Um, Yeah, I I thought him consistently getting, you know, in trouble. Um, in terms of, like, always getting contempt of court was funny. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. just that running gag. Um, <laughs> The guy he's going to beat up to take the money back was funny. Right. Just a lot of just funny things. Um, And this version of Joe Pesci, where he's... I don't even know if, he, if, like, Goodfellas and any of those movies were out yet. So I don't even know if he was, like, the gangster Joe Pesci yet. But just this version of, you know, watching him like, later, and you know that he was obviously in Home Alone and stuff like that, like, but this version of him is which, just, is so fun, because you just think that he's that gangster
1: guy. Yeah, and he was. Goodfellas came out in 1990, so it was okay. out, right, so perfect. you already okay. do know him as that.
0: Okay, alright, so you know him as that, like, lunatic gangster, so you're like, okay, but like, he doesn't really play that up here, which is really fun. Uh You just know it in the back of your mind, you're like, oh man. oh
1: no, he's almost... Like he is goofy and like wholesome, yeah. It's like
0: it's it's great. Marissa Tomei is unbelievable, right?
1: Oh yeah, she's great.
0: The accent's great. Everything's great. (laughs) We had a we had a hot debate about whether or not the two of them would actually be together. But I was like, ah,
1: you know. I mean, it was funny because in the beginning you're like, he has hair, he's young, like he's like a he's an okay looking guy. Like I could see women being, and then like throughout half the movie you're like. No, I don't know. I don't know if they'd really be together. Yeah. I was... mean, she's just stunning. Like,
0: Yeah. And I mean, it was just, it was yeah. a lot of fun. The movie is a lot of fun. Highly, highly recommend it. We really, really enjoyed it on the rewatch. Most of the movie, ha- uh, you know, stands out, especially the, you know, the, the, one of the bigger things, especially the podcast and what attracted me initially to the podcast. I like kind of the live sports talk type stuff, you know, and I like sports radio. So that's when I really listened But then I know maybe with you and some other people, like Serial really kind of, you know, that idea of like, you know, was somebody wrongfully committed? And like, you know, diving into this like long form true crime
1: stuff. That was the first one you had me listen to. We were on a road trip. Yeah. um, You were like, oh, I heard this was good. I listened to the I think you listened to the first one or something. And we listened to all of it. And I was like, oh, I think I like podcasts.
0: Right. And and I think the coolest part about, you know, that that. Avenue of it was people exploring a lot of the things that this movie really hit, like right out the gate because, you know, spoiler alert on my cousin, Vinny. Everybody's favorite cousin, Vinny, LaGuardia Gambino, does get. (laughs) he, He does get his cousin off. Right. But really the nail in the coffin. He uses two really important things that are things that have really come into play in a lot of podcasts that go back and look at this stuff. Eyewitness testimony. That's faulty. As well as, like, simple crime scene evidence that people don't use, like, coupled with that. Because Marissa Tomei's character gets to be an expert witness, right? So she gets to be an expert witness because her entire family, or at least, you know, in, in the context of an Alabama, you know, small case... Her entire family is mechanics. So she's a me- she's a mechanic. Every- yeah, everybody's a mechanic but her. So she knows lots about cars. And she
1: worked as a mechanic. So she might right. not be an active mechanic. I don't think mechanic. she said she
0: were, but she knew everything about cars. She right?
1: said that she did trannies, that she rebuilt right. engines, that she did oil changes and tune ups. And so she said she did all of okay. those things. Yeah. So, and- you know, obviously you know how to work as a mechanic if you can rebuild an entire engine and right. do a tuna you know like she
0: so she knew all that and she right. then specifically was able to look at those photos that you know towards the end give her monologue and be like this is why that couldn't have been that car because that car specifically had this type of slip differential blah 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 and it's
1: oh my god it was wild yeah it was cool
0: <laughs> to see that to be like oh wow well first of all because obviously it's one of the first times that like a woman um, that I can remember, and definitely being younger, like was you know that star witness that really knew all the stuff about cars, really put everybody in their place with it. Like she just rattled that that monologue off and destroyed yeah. it.
1: On a subject that is stereotypically like a Male. man, right. like a man's thing, cars, you know, and right. she this this beautiful woman who dresses like to the to the nines, you know, like <laughs> her, her outfits are
0: Brooklyn to the nines, so
1: outrageous. And she just knew what the fuck she was talking about. And it was awesome.
0: And it was really great. And it was also the culmination of her entire character. Because earlier, you know, she was reading the law book because, you know, everybody's cousin Vinny wasn't necessarily the greatest lawyer. This was his first case. He was lying and bumbling through it, which that would have been something he would have been found out if that was a thing um, now. So that was like one little plot point that wouldn't have worked out well for him. But, you know, she was realizing, like, hey, you do get the prosecutor's files because it's called discovery. You get to see everything they have. Like, you know, so she kind of knew some of that stuff, which was really cool. Um, just watching her character kind of win the case herself, right? Like, he was very good at talking to people, and he eviscerated a couple of the witnesses, which is really cool because it's just simple stuff. Where, you know, when the case was initially presented and the way they laid it out, it's like, well, they can they confessed, and they did this, and they did that, and, like, here's all the witnesses. But then he just quickly was able to be like, well, no, you know, grits takes 20 minutes to cook. Like, you yeah, couldn't Yeah, which is cool because you
1: see them go out to breakfast right. and, like, order the... <laughs> they have the, exactly. the options between breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And they order the breakfast and it's grits. And it is such a stereotype, but also very true because we are both from New York. And, Pat, did you ever eat a grit before no. you moved to the South? Have you ever seen them in a restaurant no. anywhere? No, no, me neither. Ever. Until we
0: were, any time that I was down here visiting people, and actually, as somebody that cooks them, I can be like, "Yeah, they take like twenty minutes to make."
1: Yeah, and you do, like, it, it's wild how regional certain foods are, and grits is one of them. And we came down here, and you tried it, and you like grits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you make them every weekend. Yeah, um, and,
0: it, and it does take twenty minutes. I yeah. know when I'm going to make it. I'm like, all right, I got to make sure. You know, usually I make it on a work day just because I know it's going to take. And it's funny because
1: we've gotten the instant grits because I think they make a comment. One of the witnesses is like, no self-respecting Southerner would make instant grits. And we have, and they suck. They do. So we definitely get the, like, 20-minute job. Yeah, so I thought that was... Stone
0: brown, yellow. So it's wonderful. and...
1: And that's the cool thing about this movie, how it's like... It's not... It stereotypes Southerners. And it stereotypes New Yorkers. I feel like equally... So it's hard to feel offended if you're on either camp because you're like, well, they're making everybody look insane, right? right. I, mean, I don't know, like, feel like the New Yorkers look crazy and the Southerners look stereotypically, like, Southern. So it's, like, fine. It's like we're making fun of everybody and it's just totally fish out of water. It's not like the super, like, wonderful Northerners are coming and the, the South is is just... It- horrible it's not like that it's like every every, people just are not from the same world
0: right and it's it's just it's it's great and it it actually is kind of like two or three movies in one again it's the running gags with with the comedy played up for the fish out of water stuff but then it's also just it's a good simple law and order type court story where you know he just does win because he just there was no case you know he does You know, he shows, I think, Ralph Macchio's character. He shows him a card, and he explains how, like, the prosecution's going to show you all of this, but really, it's just this. And especially, like, now, you know, with a lot of the, the content and True Podcast crime stuff and all the Dateline shows and everything that came way after that, this is kind of a little bit ahead of its time to be like, you know, as much as the cops are respected, as much as all of this stuff is, like, out there, the reality is, like, yeah, it's pretty flimsy. A lot of the shit is really flimsy. Yeah. And like in they the, had those kids dead <laughs> like, to rights. They're like, yeah. I saw him, and they're like, "Oh." And the lady's like, "I saw him." And It's like, "Oh." And it's like, "Well, both of you were wrong on your." He the guy was wrong on his time, and the lady was wrong because she couldn't see. So she couldn't see. He was wrong on his time. They were driving a similar vehicle, and they just didn't do it. You know, and it's it's amazing. I mean, obviously, it it all got resolved quickly because you know it's a wonderful movie. But it's just kind of, it's just amazing how, like, simple this concept is, but then how, like, universal it is, too, you know? Yeah. All wrapped into a good movie. And, I mean, how many Enjoyable.
1: how many stories do we see now on the news about people that have been in jail for 20, 30 years that are getting out because they, oh, now we have DNA evidence and we can prove that you didn't do this. You weren't or the You weren't the rape, rapist. like, Or these witnesses are, like, maybe no. all these things that, you now these people have been in jail. Even this is, like... Even though it's a comedy, I mean, that does really happen. 100 It did happen a lot back then. So, you know, <laughs> there is like...
0: And, and then, and then you know, to put another spin on it too. And then it's also like, you know, some of the different stuff that I've listened to in the podcast. You know, even with Serial, they were talking about, you know, their main thing was about how the cell phone data wasn't necessarily right. So they need to look at it because of that. Yeah. They were doing the same thing with... um. Making a murder or whatever that was, where they were talking about different cell phone data and how like experts were wrong. And- but even
1: in that one, the the scene in my cousin Vinny, where you know he conf- he quote unquote confessed because mm-hmm. he's like, I shot the cashier. Dude, I- like, like, what do you mean? Say I shot- question? Yeah. But then when you repeat it, sure it could sound like a confession. One hundred percent. He didn't twist his words. It's just not. It's just taken out of context. Yep. But if you watch Making the Murderer when they are. um interrogating the was it his cousin Dassey? or I think nephew it was Dassey. Yeah. Dassey, like the kid he was like 16 17 it is brutal they... it is brutal you're like wow they are making this kid admit to this i mean it is it, and it's i don't how- know i i've heard i haven't seen the second one and i've heard that there's more evidence for them actually being guilty than they showed in the thing and i've heard that they're i've heard both sides so i don't really know so i'm not speaking Dude, from no. an opinionated point of view of whether or not they're guilty but like that seems rough because you're like this kid does not deserve to be in jail, um, according to this specific confessional law. Right? Because it is not right. Like, I, and um, it, and
0: you know, it just kind of goes back to like just the the simplicity of like, you know, <laughs> again that that card analogy that he gave. Like this is their case. Like he holds up a playing card and shows it and goes, this is this is their case, right? Yeah, and then he goes, but it's actually just this razor thin thing, and you're like, yeah, that's that's the justice system um, in a nutshell. Because what it's did just,
1: you think was the funniest part? Though?
0: My the funniest part to me is I like the freight train, like the second time with the freight train when he goes up to the guy at the front <laughs> desk and he's like, I thought you said the freight train didn't come over there. <laughs> just at five, ringing he's the like, bell, ding ding. He's like, yeah, it was late. I'm supposed to come before ten. I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> that to me was funny. What was your What was your favorite part?
1: <laughs> when he walked into the courtroom in that ridiculous oh, like yeah, colonial yeah, yeah. We suit yeah. or an, like aristocrat, whatever kind of like that maroon. It was like a, three-
0: yeah, it was like it was like a dumb and dumber suit.
1: <laughs> yes, he looked like a. I know it was so a mater D a,
0: a mater D at like a you know the rainbow room or
1: something. Yeah, yeah. I actually like laughed out loud, and I'm like, you know. I'm so glad we're re watching this movie cuz we are in a movie club and we watch a lot of movies um with you know some friends and family and some of them were older and some of them were hard to get through you know you're like man I used to love this and now mm-hmm. it's like rough not my cousin Vinny it was definitely like I think we actually have a good. good
0: I think we really have a good year that we picked to to start this project cuz 92 has a lot of fun movies I'm looking at a lot of the movies we already kind of the Star, there's written. a lot of fun movies i mean next month we got you know uh, you're going to enjoy it but i mean we <laughs> uh, beethoven <laughs> ne- next month's a little a <laughs> little rough but
1: i'll enjoy beethoven that that's what spoiler, i'm saying spoiler yeah, yeah. But, but i
0: mean like outside of that the well, last month like at, and have like, returns
1: Ooh, lethal weapon
0: buffy the vampire slayer <clears throat> single white female there's a whole bunch of movies on here that i've never just, seen like, that uh, singles which i haven't seen in 10 oh, million years single
1: yeah yeah this is going to be a good year reservoir dogs
0: yeah, but let's put a bow on My Cousin Benny. Mighty Ducks. On a scale of one to Joe Pesci. <laughs> How many Joe Pesci's do you give this movie?
1: I'm going to give it a full five Marissa Tomei's. I agree. Right?
0: Do it for the Utes. I agree. Five, <laughs> five.
1: Utes. Iconic, iconic Utes.
0: Five Marissa Tomei's is acceptable. So... Tell me about Basic Instinct, Jen. Oh,
1: God.
0: The movie that Jen's going to telephone game me on, and then we'll... Uh, okay, well, I'm going
1: to close my iPad cheating. so you know I'm not cheating.
0: Okay. Tell me all about it. I'll, I'll stop you if I have any questions about the
1: Okay, plot. so full disclosure, I've never seen Basic Instinct. Okay. I've never seen it because I thought that it was, what, Fatal Attraction? Because I think that's the movie where they boil a bunny.
0: Oh, I don't even know.
1: I think in Fatal Attraction, they like throw a rabbit in um, a boiling pot of water. I think it's Fatal Attraction because my whole life I've thought it was Basic Instinct, and that's why I would not watch the movie because, Pat, as you know, I love animals. I do. And I cannot stand to think about a bunny being boiled in a pot of water.
0: I don't like that thought either.
1: Okay, so that's not this movie. So I read about. Have you seen Basic Instinct?
0: I have not.
1: Okay. Nor have I. So, the point of this is I read the plot specifically on Wikipedia, don't take any notes, and then two or three hours later, regurgitate it back to you on this podcast, which I'm then going to put into the atmosphere for anyone to listen to and laugh at me. Okay. Okay. So, my understanding... Is that Michael Douglas plays a detective named Nick. Right. I got it. And this man named, I believe, Johnny... Boz? Or Boz?
0: Okay, Johnny Boz. Johnny Boz. He's a rock star.
1: Rock star Johnny Boz. Was found murdered. Tied to a bed. Hmm. um, Was murdered with an ice pick. And someone, I guess, saw him. And they guess maybe it was a witness or something. Because he was murdered while having sex with a mysterious blonde woman. With an ice pick.
0: Right. Okay. Ice pick murder Johnny Boss. Got it.
1: Johnny Boss. So apparently... Okay. Our guy Nick. Nick. Oh my God, I'm all. already forgetting what I read. Thinks that it is... Your girl Sharon Stone, a.k.a. Catherine, who is a crime novel author. So she writes, like, crime thrillers.
0: Okay, so Johnny Boz gets murdered. He immediately keys in on Sharon Stone, who writes crime novels? Catherine. Catherine. I don't don't
1: know anybody's last name. Don't even ask me. Okay. Okay. She writes crime novels. Okay. And sometimes... Uh, Her novels reflect Like the things that are going on in her real life I guess
0: Okay Alright
1: So Catherine Sharon Stone Sharon Stone Catherine
0: Erotic Novel Writer Thriller Crime thriller Crime thriller Is there any eroticism in it?
1: In the, cri- in the In the books or in the movie?
0: I know it's in the movie I'm asking about the books
1: That was not apparent on Wikipedia
0: Okay Continue. So, she is the prime suspect of Michael Douglas.
1: Of Michael Douglas, a.k.a. Nick. Okay. Take her in for questioning. I guess she's being, like, super not... um, What's the word when you're not... Like, you're not doing... Like, you're not being... Oh, man. Third beer here, you know. It's not...
0: Super not like responsive she's, like not
1: yeah she's not being responsive to the questioning you do
0: realize that in the telephone game where you're explaining it you know spoiler alert you could just make words up. she's being super not um you know helpful like you could do whatever because know, it, you I don't need she, to be right you're trying to just remember it I'm Not respons- i was gonna
1: say not obedient but that was not the word i wanted to no, say so then that's the only word that's like of gray. i know that's what i didn't say she does flash her her, her cooch but that's later no that's now. That's in the beginning, apparently. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. I thought it was later, too. No, apparently in the beginning when they um take her in for questioning, like, there's a cooch flashing. Okay. Okay. So then they let her go. I guess they don't have enough evidence or whatever. Meanwhile, our guy Nick, a.k.a. Michael Douglas. Right. Has a therapist. We're going to call her Beth. Beth, okay. Because he accidentally shot two innocent, I think pedestrians or people, just two innocent fellas or ladies, I don't know. When he was working undercover, he did a bunch of cocaine. Mm. And he accidentally shot some innocent peeps. Okay. So he's trying to deal with that. Okay. So he has this therapist, Beth, and uh Triplehorn, is that her name? Is it Jean Triplehorn? Janine.
0: Sounds like that could be right. Sure.
1: Okay, yeah. So, it's played by maybe someone who sounds like a name like that. Okay. Um, They're having an on-again, off-again affair. The therapist? The therapist, Beth, and Michael Nick. Dulles. Michael Douglas. Okay. okay.
0: So, he's just out here slaying everybody he can get his hands on, literally and sexually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So, then... It's a very erotic movie.
1: Oh, it was a very sexy time movie. Okay. So, then... We're going to go back over to our girl, Catherine, a.k.a. Sharon Stone. Okay. She has two friends. Their names are Hazel and Roxy.
0: Okay. Are they I... dogs? Like, those are, like, dogs' names. <laughs> they are. Like, Hazel and Roxy? I like, do
1: actually a... really like the name Hazel. But, yes, they are kind of good dog names, especially back then. You didn't hear those names in real, like, people. But True. now they're popular baby names. However, this was 1992, as we've established, because this is the month that we're, the year that we're in. Right. Hazel, I believe, when she was 16, killed her two younger brothers. Okay. And Roxy killed her husband and children. No apparent reason. So, these are the people that our girl, Catherine, is hanging out with.
0: Got it. Winners. Winners. Okay.
1: And it's been established that she either did commit this murder to Johnny Boz? She either did or she's being framed, right? That's what they think. Okay. Um... So, she's out. She's hanging out with, I believe, no, Roxy. I think she's hanging out with Roxy. And our guy Nick goes to, like, talk to her or whatever. And I don't know if her and Roxy are doing drugs, hanging out, I don't know, at a bar, something. Something happens and then Nick and Catherine, Sharon Stone, start having some kind of wild bathroom sex. Okay. Roxy. Roxy. You know, she's going to get a little bit jealous because... I don't know if she's jealous. And she decides to try and run them over. So, I guess maybe they were having outside sex. I really don't know. They were having some kind of wild, wild wild-ass sex. Okay. Roxy tries to run them over because she's very jealous because she apparently... Wanted the cop? Or wanted Sharon Stone. Okay. It's kind of how... It's kind of suggested that she... What I read, that she wanted Sharon Stone. And I will explain a little bit more as to why... After I tell you that she misses them, crashes and kills herself.
0: Okay, makes sense.
1: So apparently, um, the LGBT community had like problems with this movie, and w- there were like a lot of protesters, like from the queer community back then, because they were really portraying this bisexual woman or gay women to look absolutely fucking insane.
0: Okay, got it. Okay. All
1: right. So then, after that happens, I guess Catherine explains that she's not surprised because in college, one of her like friends or roommates or something was obsessed with her, okay. And they had some crazy issues. And then through this story, our guy Nick pieces together that that roommate or friend was actually his therapist, Beth.
0: Whoa, okay.
1: It gets a little silly, right? It's getting it's getting silly.
0: Nick is just the the sexiest cock in town, huh? He's a, a peacock strutting around. Apparently, I mean, that's apparently, just, apparently. Ooh, okay, <laughs> all right, okay. This is really this is something. This is out there.
1: Okay. And this is as much as the movie of the movie as I really remember. So now it's gonna to start to get a little bit hairy. Okay. That's okay. why that's why we like it. <laughs> that's how you like it. Um, that's what she said. So I guess Beth he confronts Beth about this, and yeah. then she tells him, No, Catherine was actually the crazy bitch. Okay. And it wasn't me. And he's like right. um, I don't know I don't even know what to believe anymore. But then he reads the ending of her of Catherine's latest novel. Okay. That I don't think she published yet. Like it was probably like one of the ones in the works. And at the end of it it looked like it was about him and his situation. Like Nick. Nick. Right. Michael Douglas. And at the end it portrays the murder of like his partner. Okay. So then he's going to meet his partner Gus to, I guess, talk about whatever. I, I don't, I don't know where he is in the thoughts of whether or not this is really Catherine or if she's being set up or if it's Beth. I think he's very confused about the whole thing. Okay. Um. So he goes to meet Gus, and he's waiting for him outside of a building or something, and he's not coming. So then he goes up to to find him, and I think that what happened to Gus was that he was stabbed with an ice pick. Oh, okay. Oh, which also just, um, pause for a second. At some point, they had some kind of, like, sexy time sex where she tied him up with, like, a, um, a white scarf. Like, Johnny Droz was? Baz Draws. Okay. And, uh, so I guess it seemed like maybe she was gonna stab him with a size pick. But then what? doesn't. that's not Gus. That's Nick. This is getting very convoluted here. Okay. So... That happened, and then I think he might have seen Beth, and then may- or maybe Beth was dead somewhere. I'm not really sure. And then he gets into his car, and he goes, and he finds Catherine, and Catherine is hysterical and says that everybody she lo- oh, yeah, I think Beth was dead. Everyone she loves dies, and blah, 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 and everyone around her always dies, and he is, like, comforting her, and then they have um, maybe some kind of, like, comfort time sex, and then they- the camera shoots down- to under the bed. And there's an ice pick. The end. That's it. Mm-hmm.
0: So after like 10 people get killed with an ice pick, it just ends with like the last scene of the ice pick. So like, I guess it's just so implying that-, that she's going to kill him with the ice pick. Well, there? that's
1: that's the implication. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And I'm going to look up right now. So Is that know. how her
0: novel ends too? That he's going to like kill her with the ice pick?
1: Uh... No, like that, I don't that... think so, because I think then then he maybe wouldn't be, like, you know, boning her or whatever, but... um,
0: <laughs> I mean, what a movie.
1: Yeah. Oh, there was another man when... I don't know.
0: Oh, there was another man involved there?
1: You know... Oh, they... I... Apparently, there was no bathroom bar sex. They were actually, like, having real bed sex.
0: And she ran a car into their real bed?
1: No, I think maybe they were leaving or something.
0: Okay. So they were leaving, and she ran a car into the bed. Got
1: it. Gus is stabbed to death with an ice pick in the... Oh, he was in- Gus was in the elevator. Recalling the last pages of Catherine's book, Nick runs into the building, only to find Gus's body in a manner similar to the scene described. Beth unexpectedly arrives and explains she received a message to meet Gus. Nick ex- suspects... Beth has murdered Gus, believing that she... Oh, I forgot that this. this is an important part. Okay. So after he finds Gus dead, Nick suspects Beth has murdered Gus and believing that she is reaching for a gun, he shoots and kills her, but discovers that Beth was only fiddling with an ornament on her keychain.
0: That's not great.
1: No. So that's a good... That's an important part of the of the thing, though.
0: It's pretty important. I mean, that... That... Yeah. You know. Yeah. So you're saying Nick killed Beth.
1: Oh, and apparently Nick, uh, Catherine's husband was murdered too at some point. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I forgot about that. But other than that, I think I'm pretty spot on. I'm not
0: going to lie. After you explain that movie, I don't <laughs> really feel I need to see it. How's that sound? Good. I just kind of feel like it's out there. Um, it happened. I feel like the movie happened in, in, around, near, and to me.
1: <laughs> it kind makes me want to see it like I your did description not... makes it feel because like it... there's no dead bunny and um okay it sounds fucking crazy
0: it sounds pretty crazy i'm not gonna lie i mean i feel like a lot of the suspense you kind of laid it out there it it seems like kind of like in the vein of misery almost oh, yeah.
1: um guys Sorry? spoiler alert if you haven't seen basic instinct is this too late for a spoiler alert? yes okay but we'll accept it okay great
0: i mean i just feel like it's kind of one of those things where like uh you know, it seems like, like, we had just recently rewatched Misery, and it seems like it's got a lot of those vibes, no?
1: Um.
0: Like, it kind of has those, like... Mm, I but, mean,
1: there's an author. Like, and an author. There's and a murderess. Like obsessed thing.
0: Yeah. A murder, A murdering author. But it's I not... Know.
1: I mean, the author is the murderer.
0: Okay. Well, spoiler alert for Misery, too.
1: Oh, I mean... Listen, that was, what,
0: 1990?
1: True. Uh... I guess it has murder and it has books.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's But I mean,
1: I think the thing about Basic Instinct is that, like, uh, Shannon Stone's character is just, like, this, like, sex pot, you know? And she's trying to, like, seduce everybody and... But and you I mean, want to Not see trying it. to. She is successfully seducing everybody.
0: But after you heard all that, you're, you're into it. You want to see it.
1: I don't necessarily want to see it, but I'm more intrigued than I ever have been. Because I thought it was a movie about Sharon Stone's vagina and a dead bunny. And I was like, I'm out. Hmm. Okay. And now it just seems absolutely wild. But I, mean, I also know, I, I know the ending. So do I? am I going to watch it? Probably not.
0: I mean, it's one of those things. It really seems batshit, if you ask me. Like, it's just really batshit crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was a good, I think it was a good choice to have me try to explain. Yeah. Because it was a lot of... It was pretty wild. I don't know if anything will ever um, uh, live up to... um, What was that movie you explained?
0: Oh, God. Uh... That was
1: wild. I know January fell off. Yeah,
0: January January <laughs> fell off. But um, the movie was... What the fuck was that movie? What, what was it? It was... Uh... Like hand That Rocks the Cradle.
1: Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Yep. I was going to say The Girl Next Door with the Hand. <laughs> what Was that that show with Kristen Bell...
0: The, the... Oh, the woman across the street who drinks wine. Or the, woman in woman the, the, the woman across, across the, street the street from w- the window. With the, wi-
1: yeah. <laughs> it with the girl in the window with the wine. And the... Uh, yeah. So that's my basic instinct description for you. You're welcome.
0: I mean, there it is, guys.
1: But you know what I've never seen? I've never seen White Man Can't Jump.
0: So that so that's the thing. So White Man Can't Jump, really good movie. Um, we didn't rewatch it here just because I think all the basketball would have been a little too much for Jen. Um, it rude uh it just would have been i mean it's
1: a lot of like i like three pointers
0: stars (laughs) stars wesley snipes woody harrelson and rosie perez so part of why i didn't want to watch it because i really feel kind of sad because woody harrelson's like such a degenerate in it and like he's a gambler and he's like a hustler and like a street basketball hustler and like rosie perez is his lady and like she goes on jeopardy and it's like super smart wins all his jeopardy money and i think he loses like all of her jeopardy money like it's sad and he loses her And it's just basically about like, he's a local hustler and he hustles with, um, he hustles with Billy. Well, no, no, I'm going to back up because I want to make sure I get the names right. Billy is Woody Harrelson's character. Gloria is Rosie Perez's character. Billy used to be a college basketball player. So he's like good at basketball, but he like hustles people because he's a white guy. So they make fun of white men can't jump, right? Mm -hmm. And Sydney is Wesley Snipes' character, and together they're gonna like take on some hustles and like do some stuff. So, like, so he's with like Gloria and he's also like getting caught up in like he owes money to the mob because he's like doing all these, like, he's just a degenerate gambler. So, he hustles people to play basketball to make up for the money. And Gloria basically tells him, like, yo, I just won Jeopardy. Like, I'll pay off the debts or whatever. Like, stop fucking hustling people. But he still does with Sydney. And he goes home after they win the big game and finds out that she left him. But then they still come back to the court to some more people. So it's just like a cool, it's like a it's totally 90s, like totally 90s looking guys, totally 90s looking things. One of the best like 90s sports shots because like Wesley Snipes like clearly doesn't really, I mean maybe he does, but he doesn't really look like he plays basketball. So that part's funny. And then like Woody Harrelson, um, Woody Harrelson literally like is dunking on a nine foot rim when he dunks like, at the end for, like, the white men can't jump. Like, you could see, like, the rim isn't the right height. But, What's like, the
1: height supposed to be? Ten. Oh, it was only one foot.
0: Yeah, but it makes all the difference in the world. Because, oh. <laughs> like, the point is, like, white men can't jump, right? <laughs> so then, like, like they, like, had the angle look. So it's just funny. But it's it's a good movie. Um, I liked it. I've seen a bunch when I was younger. Didn't really get all of it as much. Kind of sided with Woody Harrelson. But what I liked, which, you know, I didn't realize why. Um, it's bad. I, I like movies like this, though, that everybody's, like, very ambiguous and gray. Willie Harrelson, clearly a bad dude. Like, in a sense, he's got his problems. Uh, he's hustling people. He's doing his thing, so. But
1: is he, like, the protagonist? Like, you're on his side anyway type thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, like, I
1: like movies like that, too. I like TV shows like that. I like... Well, because that's real. I mean, people aren't exactly. one thing. They're not either good or bad. Nobody. Well, Nobody mean, is perfect or only terrible you know
0: but so. in a lot of these 90s movies though that that was usually what they did though it was like clearly root for this guy clearly root against that guy yeah it's okay if something happens with them so um that's usually how it all went i mean you know, I didn't I didn't feel that we needed to rewatch it just cuz I didn't think that you'd enjoy it as much and, you know. Well, I
1: would actually like to see it cuz I mean We I could always pop fun.
0: We could pop it on and come back and talk about it, but
1: But my cousin Vinny was definitely the right pick to rewatch. Yeah,
0: and that was that one an Oscar. I mean, there's a reason we picked that one. So, let's get into next month real quick. Next month is April. We are a, it looks like a kids movie fest. We have mm-hmm. Beethoven Newsies and The Babe. We are going to attempt to um, talk about the Newsies without seeing it. I am going to explain the plot of the babe to you.
1: Have you seen it?
0: I have.
1: Cause I've never seen Newsies. If you want me to try and read what that's about and explain No, it.
0: I really feel like it's better knowing that it's a musical and that's all I'll say. Knowing that it's mm-hmm. a musical, right? So I've seen Newsies like a long time ago, but I actually really don't 100% remember the plot. So I think it'll be really funny. To go back and revisit that, like the Babe is like, I can explain it to you. I may even try to explain it to you, like without the Wikipedia page, because it's really like not that, like, huge of a thing to explain.
1: Which is about Babe Ruth, right? It's
0: about Babe Ruth and about his life. But like, I, I- I'll quickly glance at the thing to try to hit all the highlights. But it's just kind of like, okay, you know. All right. But we're gonna rewatch Beethoven. That's the movie. Yay! And uh, we know oh, that's man. the one we wanted a kid, to see. I love that. Yeah. Movie. So we'll we'll rewatch that one, but. Before we get into our cards and who's going to buy dinner and let that wild dog out that's barking.
1: Oh, I, ho- I hope that she's not coming through, but I know.
0: That yeah, that's... She, she probably is. What, <laughs> what do you know about the movie The Cutting Edge, Jen? A movie I used to watch all the time when I was a kid. Did on you? WPIX, Channel 11, back in New York. It used to be on the Sunday afternoon movie because it's such W-P-I-X. a wholesome family movie. WPIX. What do you know about this DB Sweeney vehicle?
1: Ice skates. I have, I honestly don't think I've ever seen this. Um, Okay. I know it's, okay, is it a brown haired boy and a blonde haired girl and she's a figure skater and he's a hockey player?
0: That is true. That's all I know. So he's a hockey player. And
1: they fall in love.
0: So if I recall this correctly, I don't know if she, I think she's brown hair too. I think they both are brown. If I recall this correctly, he's an older hockey player. Ooh. But I think he like gets hit with a puck or something, and he loses like his sight, or he's losing his sight or oh, something. No, so he can't like one hundred percent like play hockey. But he doesn't know what to do with himself because all he's done is play hockey. Yeah. So he ends up like getting involved in figure skating. But he's gonna get figures, But he's gonna be like. But she needs like a partner for like double skating, and somehow they like win the Olympic gold medal. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that's Do like they somehow. Fall in love love in of mind. course, they fall in love, and I just remember like the <laughs> like. I just remember like the the coach who had like some sort of. You know, a uh, European accent just going toe-pick, toe-pick, and, like, making fun of him because he's supposed to use, like, the toe-pick on front and order, like, at the front of the skates in order to, like, stop, like, ah, to do moves or something. I don't know, triple-I, whatever it was. And <laughs> I think he throws her at one point and hurts her because he's fucking whatever. Like, when they're doing their moves because he's, like, reckless because he's, like, a strong hockey player. He's not, like, a, you know, figure skater guy. Like, he's a hockey player, dude. And, like, you know, they're trying to teach him how to skate. <laughs> And then, because I think she was maybe, like, a singles person, but, like, couldn't hack it or something. And then, like, now she's doing the double search. I don't know. Something along those lines. But.
1: you were right. They both have brown hair. I did yeah, that Yeah.
0: But at the end of the day, you know, I think it's a PG movie. The Cutting Edge.
1: Sounds adorbs.
0: It is. Uh, and we will.
1: Adorbs. We'll
0: check in with that next week. So. Let's get into a couple questions, Jen. Do you
1: have any? you have some over there?
0: I don't think I have any that I want to use because I think these are all dead.
1: All right. We need to like go through these. Well, <laughs>
0: didn't you order that new game? I thought you were ordering a new game. So
1: I'm going to order... Okay. This is the plan. My plan is to order a 90s Trivial Pursuit. Because we are going through these cards pretty fast. Because some of them you can't really play because they're like charades. Yep. Um... Or, like, pictionary type things. So, my plan is to order a 90s Trivial Pursuit. And then, at the end of each podcast episode, we'll just each take a turn. Right? Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of what that'll be. So, it'll be, like, an ongoing game. So, it'll be, a, like, a long-term thing. And then we'll have to come up with, like, a big prize for the winner. Okay. would that be cool, right? Like, I think it'd be fun. Like, if...
0: We could check in on it.
1: Yeah. So, let's get started. Like, like it, whoever wins, the other person has to get them, like, a legit 90s theme present. Or something I, I like, like that. that. Right? Isn't that fun? I okay. think it's
0: good. So, we'll get you started with an easy one. What's Homer Simpson's favorite brand of beer? Duff. Correct. Jen's on the board.
1: Okay, this is pretty easy too, but... What shocking thing did Felicity actress Carrie Russell do that caused a dramatic drop... She cut drop her hair. In the show's rating. She cut her hair. Yes, she did.
0: What? It, okay, it's a numbers game. So answer, just a number. It's the number of consecutive years the Buffalo Bills lost in the Super Bowl in the 90s.
1: Oh, you know, I don't know this. Ah, uh, three.
0: It is four. Oh my
1: god, I was going to say two. As I was saying three, I was like, oh, that's too many.
0: I feel like it was like. <laughs> I think it was, like, Giants, Redskins, Cowboys twice. Or there could have even been a Niners in there. Bad. Just bad. Bad. That's that's why Buffalo is Buffalo. I'm a Jet fan. so okay. We never got there.
1: <laughs> Not my life. I that. was a Giants fan back then, so.
0: But you had won. You got the nice one. Yeah, it was right pretty
1: there. fun. Okay. Um, what was the tagline? Of Apple computer advertising starting in 1997, was it computing for a new generation, the future is now, or was it think different?
0: I think it was. I think IBM was think different. I think Apple was the B.
1: The future is now? Yeah. Well, you're wrong because it was think different. Uh, But I wouldn't have known that either.
0: All right. Two-part question. What is the color... Of the A button on a Nintendo 64 controller.
1: You asked me the color of an A button? Mm hmm. Oh man, on a Nintendo 64. We were just playing Nintendo 64. I know. <laughs> oh no, I don't know the color. Uh, blue.
0: Blue is correct.
1: Now, Yay! what are the color
0: of the C buttons? Yellow? Yes, you got them both, so that's Oh,
1: wow. You got the
0: whole card, one point. Two to one, I need this to stay alive.
1: 90 spelling B. Okay. Just spell the name, and we're going to give you two tries. Okay. Feeney, as in Mr. Feeney, Corey, Sean, and Topanga's favorite teacher.
0: Feeney. F-E-E-N-E-Y. Wrong. Feeney. P-H-E-E-N-E-Y.
1: Feeny. F-E-E-N-Y. I know. I thought you were going to get it on the second time. Oh, no.
0: Well, looks like I'll be buying dinner tonight.
1: Oh, good, because I'm hungry.
0: Well, and having said that, guys, we thank you for stopping by our little corner of the uh, podcast universe. We want to remind you to like, subscribe, listen. Uh, on spotify apple wherever you're finding us yeah. i think some people find us on google chrome which i don't even know how that works
1: i know i didn't even know we were on so there i'm like, like random, we're on google podcast I, cool. I don't know who put us on there but there we are
0: but we'll be back next week with our april turn oh the page how moving.
1: how is it already gonna be april? that
0: fast our april fool's day <sighs> edition of the music podcast oh and um
1: man i can't believe it's already april you yeah. know what's wild too is that shameless plug? We also have a wrestling podcast. Correct. Where We're like rewatching wrestling from 1992, but we're doing it like double speed, so we can get we can get through a year in six months.
0: Yeah, we're like already into June. We're into or July. June. Yeah,
1: and it's like I honestly have no idea what month, what year, what's going on anymore.
0: But. I mean, it's fun. We're we're here. We really appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to listen, and if you're all the way here at the end, um, we appreciate the fact that you stuck through. So again iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a line. Interact with us on uh, at BLC underscore pod on Twitter. And where are we on Instagram?
1: BLC makes tapes.
0: Bang. Come see us. We'll see you.
1: Come see us on tour.
0: And if, <laughs> if you see an ice pick. Oh, be careful. Be
1: Look out for Sharon careful. Stone's vagina.
0: My troubles at work. <laughs>